Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. Hello and welcome into the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast. I'm National Recruiting Analyst Cooper Patagna, joined as always by Director of Scouting Andrew Ivins. It is Wednesday, February 22nd, 7.46 a.m. Central Time, 8.46 Eastern Time. Drew, a little overcast here in the ham today. Magic City, got the shirt on. What's the weather looking like in uh, Fort Lauderdale right now? Record highs, man. It is it is hot. It is steamy. I'm worried because they are doing construction on my street, and they just pulled in front of the house. So hopefully we don't have a bunch of uh, equipment in the background making noise this uh wednesday morning i think i've been to your house what twice now there's always something going on out there last time remember the cops pulled up and they were just kind of like checking on the neighbor a little bit i'm like hey what a little a funky town here <laughs> i like it though hey andrew before we get started you know what yesterday was I... mardi gras oh fat tuesday right come on man fat tuesday everybody in mobile Birmingham, not really. Mexican restaurant I went to. They had some beads on and a little Dr. John on. Back home in New Orleans, big day though. Can, can you, is, is that the king cake day or, or am I get my days mixed up here? Yeah, it's a little bit of a reach, but yes. It, it, Mardi Gras, you start to celebrate eating king cake. Have you ever had it? No. Oh my goodness. Fantastic. That's how you gain a lot of weight, which is part of the reason why I'm not home right now. <laughs> you got to get in shape for the wedding, baby. May, May's coming quick. Hey, great episode yesterday. And if you liked it, make sure you subscribe to the show wherever you find your podcasts, Apple, Spotify, leave a rating as well. We're just getting started over here at the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast. And Drew, nice little short abbreviated episode today, but you kind of brought this topic up. And our, our friend Brian Doan, who covers the Northeast, the Eastern Seaboard, let's just call it that for 24-7 sports, put together a nice little article over a week ago talking about former highly rated recruits we still believe in. And I really like this because this was kind of like a team project and everybody kind of had to pitch in, give over 100 words about a prospect. Uh, and, and for a lot of these guys, they were players in their areas that we had regarded as some of the most highly touted prospects in all of the land. And we're still kind of waiting right now for some of these guys to hit. But Drew, is there, is there one guy for you that I, I know you wrote about one, but is there <laughs> one guy for you that kind of jumps off the page a little bit and said, you know what? I still believe in this dude. It just, the environment had been right for him or, or whatever it is. 
I still think his best football is ahead of him. So I'm not going to start with the guy I wrote down, but as you pointed out, every <laughs> every analyst seemed to choose a guy from their own region. So I'm going to go outside the box here, uh, or outside of my 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 comfort zone, and I'm going to go Logan Brown, uh, former number seven overall player, number one offensive tackle in 2019. And when I started reading about him, I mean, you you, you recall what he looked like in high school up there in Michigan, you recall him at the all American bowl checked in at six foot six, 307 pounds, 37 and a half inch arms, 10 inch hands. Those were the longest arms of the day back in 2019. I mean, if you were measuring him probably would have came in at like six, five, you know, maybe even six, four, if, if, you, if we had you on the tape measure, Hey, too early for that stuff. <laughs> um, but I totally forgot wh where he ended up. You know, he, he was at Wisconsin started three games this past season two at right tackle one at left tackle ends up getting dismissed for a scuffle in practice that's that's kind of what the what i was reading this morning various reports someone hit someone um and remember they had an interim coach there so he he decides to leave well now he's at kansas and uh kansas they lose their starting left tackle earl bostic a, a graduating senior just selected in the fifth round of the USFL draft, but I guess he could also get drafted in the NFL draft. That, that's a podcast in its own. I didn't know you could be selected in both, but uh, you can. But he had some, a, a good situation there. Remember, Kansas started off 5-0, and had college game day on campus this season. Um, so Alan True marked him down as a guy he still believes in, and I think for good reason. I mean, you have that type of measurables, super athletic, can move really well. You, you would think he's going to be on the radar uh, of NFL teams and, and he's obviously going to have a chance to slide in and, and protect the blind side or, or the left side there um, in Lawrence. So he's one that kind of really jumped out to me uh, on this, on this list because he hasn't really played in a ton of games. And, you know, you think he's got the traits to continue playing for a long time uh, at the next level. I like that one. And to me, when we went through this, it was kind of like, all right, let, let's go. Like my thought process, I went with Eric Gilbert, you know, who signed with with LSU out of the state of Georgia, transferred after his freshman year to the University of Georgia, was ne never able to get on the field because of some off the field issues, and is now with Matt Rule, who we talked about yesterday at Nebraska. And if he can stay on the field, that's a guy that I think a lot of NFL front offices are, are they're just going to be, he's an intoxicating talent. Right. Which you could say the same thing about Logan Brown at the tackle position. Those guys are going to get plenty of opportunities to get right because they're really difficult to find. So Eric Gilbert was mine. We can get into him a little bit later. But but like you, I'm going to go outside of the, the a name that I picked. I'm going to go with Brew McCoy, one of the best players in the country in 2019 and two way standout from modern day, former five star played with Bryce Young. And I remember when I was at the University of Washington, he just felt like the safest player on the board. And then you get around him and you felt that same way. He ends up going to USC, gets off to a rocky start, gets in some off the field trouble, if you want to call it that. NCAA, USC, takes a while to clear it up. Ends up in Knoxville last year, has a solid season. Cedric Tillman, Jalen Hyatt, he, he's kind of the third horse there. 
Now he's coming back, and I think this is a huge opportunity for Brew McCoy. The funny thing about Brew McCoy, I always thought this. I thought that he was going to be a really, really good receiver coming out of high school. I thought that he could have been a special pass rusher. He was a 3-4 stand-up outside backer that would play there situationally, and he was elite. Like, I had never seen anything like it. I, I, I thought he was very, very special there. Until this day, I, I will bang the table that that's where he should have had his career. But he wanted to play receiver. And now you got this big physical guy that's just kind of well-rounded. But what does he do? Elite. You know, and, and he kind of, I don't want to say blends in. But that skill set is a little bit more easier to find at the receiver position than it would if he was playing edge. But... That offense, Joe Milton, Nico Iamaleva, whatever one it is, they're going to find a way to get the ball to their playmakers. And I think Brew McCoy has the opportunity to fill a huge void. I mean, both those guys, Hyatt, Tillman, super productive over the last couple of years. I think it's his time to shine, man. So I, I, that would be one that I feel really, really good about in terms of a guy bouncing back, maybe being able to work his way into a day two draft pick come 2024. I think the theme of this, uh, of this list, and maybe this is just the kind of the, the current state of college football is how many of these guys have, <laughs> have moved around or are at their second or at their third program. Um, it, it, there's a lot, it, you know, everyone seems to have, have kind of moved around and, you know, does that always work out? I, I think, I think sometimes it's for the best. Jalen Phillips is always the example I bring up of a guy who kind of resurrected his career, obviously was a former five-star prospect in California, was at UCLA, kind of got medically disqualified, showed up to the University of Miami. Um, you know, was way underweight. They beefed him up. He had a heck of a season and parlayed that into a, a first-round selection. Uh, and he, now he's with the Miami Dolphins. So sometimes I think a change of, of scenery can be a good thing, right? You know, get into the right situation, get somewhere where they believe in you and they, they have a game plan for you. Um, the guy I wrote down and, you know, someone I covered at length throughout the process is Chris Bogle, former kind of top 75. I think he was, I don't know, he was number 49 overall in our rankings in that, in that 2019 class, one time Alabama commit, took a pair of official visits to Miami, looked like he was going to go there. Um, when, when Manny Diaz took over for Mark Rick, but he ends up signing with Florida, starts a handful of, of games for the Gators, kind of in that stand-up outside backer role, and then out of nowhere just transfers to Michigan State to play for Mel Tucker. And the reports coming out of camp this past season was he was making it really difficult for the offense to practice, and, and he ends up playing in a, a handful of games and then um, gets injured. But But to me, uh, he was on the senior bowl watch list at, ahead of the 2022 season. We always talk about traits and, and testing and all that stuff near 36 inch arms for Chris Bogle four three in the short shuttle. So he's coming back to East Lansing. They, they have some, some veterans returning in that, in that front seven. And I think he's a guy who, um, you know, he gets six, seven sacks. He's going to be right on the radar uh, of of all those NFL scouts and, and and Cooper really the two kind of performances that I always recall for Chris Bogle is I used to have this this junior all-star game 
uh, down in the Sunshine State. So it would be all the all the all the juniors heading into their senior seasons. They played this full padded game, and and Chris Bogle went crazy in that thing. Uh, ended up being named co MVP. Had had a few sacks. So that always sticks with me. And then I actually saw Chris Bogle play basketball. Um, he was at Cardinal Gibbons in, in Fort Lauderdale. They played university school. University school had um, Scotty Barnes, Vernon Carey Jr., um, Zay Flowers, who's going to get selected. Those guys all played basketball. And and Chris Bogle kind of went head-to-head with them. I think he hit three threes in a row, uh, and I'll never forget that. Like on a random Tuesday night, I was there watching him. So he's one I, I kind of flagged. Um, I thought he was more off the radar than some of these other guys. Maybe there were some more layups for me in, in terms of kids from Florida and, and Georgia and all that stuff. But he's someone I'm I'm, I'm still confident uh, has a chance to be special uh, on Saturdays, maybe even Sundays. Second straight day, a little NBA talk there. Scotty Barnes, <laughs> man, what a player he's turned into. Gosh, Chris Bogle, Scotty Barnes, Zay Flowers. Vernon Carey. Yeah. yeah, Vernon Carey, that's some – firepower there i would have loved to, to and, be in the gym for that one and marcus tate who's now starting on the offensive line for clemson he was he played in the jv game before he was like a freshman uh, at <laughs> university school so quite the collection of talent all right Drew, let's take a look at uh, a, a couple signal callers and quarterbacks that that made the list and, and one that brandon huffman uh put on the list sam hewitt out of the state of Washington, Kennedy Catholic, grew up, his dad, Damon Hewitt, back up to Tom Brady and uh, in one of Brady's early Super Bowl runs back in New England and spent a lot of time around Sam Hewitt and his family, love the kid, love him between the ears. And you kind of said it, we, we were talking about it, the tape out there on Sam Hewitt, he kind of had that disastrous game against Washington State in the Apple Cup and got this limited sample size and you're like all right that's what we're going off of we're going to evaluate the rest of the market right even regardless of his background coming out of high school and you know with him I will say this right like Sam Hewitt was a guy that was highly coveted for us it was a slam dunk his dad played at the University of Washington same with his uncle and this was a guy his entire life he wanted to be at this program now, he signs with the University of Washington, and it's Jimmy Lake, and it's Jimmy Lake's first year there. Now, he was recruited under the old regime of Chris Peterson, offensive coordinator Bush Hamden. And from a fit standpoint, schematically, it made sense. You know, this was a guy that played in the air raid system at, at Kennedy Catholic, spread offense. They threw the ball an awful lot. Fast forward, you go to Jimmy Lake, in, in Jimmy Lake's short tenure there, all of a sudden, Washington becomes a under center 12-13 personnel team where Jimmy Lake then starts wearing run-the-damn-ball hats to his press conferences, right? Love so it kind, of, it kind of kind of flips it on its head, right? He brings John Donovan over, assistant running backs coach from Jacksonville Jaguars. Disaster, just like everything of the Jimmy Lake era was a complete disaster. And Sam Hewitt comes in and, and that's what he walks into. After that, then you have Kalen DeBoer, right? Who comes in, he brings in Michael Penix Jr. The rest is history. And then Sam Hewitt is kind of squeezed out. The writing is on the wall. And then he ends up at Cal Poly 
which was a little bit of a it was a surprise. Now you understand why he's going there. His new offensive coordinator was his old high school head coach, Sheldon Cross, from Kennedy Catholic. So for him, there's a level of comfort there. I get. Man, I I really would have liked for him to to kind of roll the dice somewhere else uh, and see if he can find a way to kind of resuscitate his career. But this is one of those guys like I loved. I loved Sam Hewitt for us when I was at Washington. I really liked the player, but putting it putting him up against some of those other arms, you'd be like, I don't know. You know, and, and like in that class, that cycle. So we'll we'll see what happens with him in terms of the confidence that he's going to get this turned around and, and end up becoming a Sunday player. I I'm gonna I'm a little bit more hesitant on that end. Yeah, Sam. Now at Cal Poly, that's where he ended up. I was talking to a, a staffer at a school that was looking for a quarterback in the portal not too long ago, and they said the the tape on Heward is. It's not, not 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 that hot, and I don't think they were just talking about that Apple Cup game, but maybe what they had seen, practice footage and whatnot. And Sam Heward, you mentioned, I mean, how heralded he was coming out of high school. I always go back to 2019 Adidas National Championship seven on seven in Tampa. It's funny because a lot of a lot of players on this list were at that event. Eric Gilbert was there, uh, but Sam Heward was the alpha dog. Played on the same team as Keely Ringo. Um, JT Tuomaloau was also playing like tight end for them. Uh, and, and he ended up finishing in the rankings ahead of Drake May, JJ McCarthy, Jackson Dart. Um, but, but Cal Poly, it seems like a upward, uh, upward battle. They've only had one program or one quarterback drafted in program history. Haven't had a player taken since 2012 in the NFL draft, but Paul Wolf is the coach there, former, former head man at, at Wazoo. So, uh, we'll see. Uh, Mustangs play at, at Stanford in 2024. Sam Heward getting the start. <laughs> yeah, I, I hope so. Right. I mean, that's, that's part of the reason he, he made the move. We're going to take a quick break. Keep it locked to the 24 seven sports football recruiting podcast. eBay motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential and then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, Roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – 
Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, Drew, another another guy out of the same region, if you want to call it that, on the West Coast. DJU. DJ Ua Ongalale. Transferring from Clemson to Oregon State. I love this fit on the field with, with Jonathan Smith. I think this is going to be a guy that's going to go to the Pac-12, have a lot of success. Maybe not. Like I don't, I don't see like a Bo Nix trajectory, but I see a guy that's going to fit in an offense that they're going to tailor it around him, and it's going to be really complimentary football. I think the thing with him is like, I see DJU more as like a day three draft pick. I don't, I don't see that changing. I think it's, I think it's the traits in the frame, right? Like, I think it's the accuracy to me. And you can go completion rate and and all that type of stuff. I think he was improved. I, I think Clemson, the last couple of years, and I think there's, you can point to DJU and you can point to the way that Clemson kind of, it didn't feel like they trusted him. Like it, it felt like they were really confident in their defense. They felt like they were confident in the running game, but they didn't feel as confident as they had been in the past in their signal caller. And you could tell like that they, they were limited in terms of what they did there. And then you see a little bit of Cade Klubnik this year, and then all of a sudden the playbook opens up and they're a little bit more explosive. And I think he's going to have that with Jonathan Smith and a guy that knows what he's got and is going to know how to tailor his offense towards him. I, I just think like, can he be a consistent enough as a passer? Like, yeah, the arm is strong. We all know that we all know he can make every throw on the field. It's the game within the game. When it comes to the quarterback position, timing, anticipation, accuracy, can he be that dude? And I think since high school, We've all been waiting for him to develop into that dude. And I think this is what happens when you see this strong arm and a ball that pops off the hand and we all fall in love. And then it's like, well, can he can he play the game? And to DJU's credit, I mean, he was a really accomplished player at St. John Bosco. He did some really good things. There's a lot to take away from his time at Clemson. I don't know. I mean, for me, like the ceiling of him is like round uh, late round three round four you know and if we've seen what we've seen over the last couple of years I, I think he probably trends more towards a day three pick but for him like i love this move for both sides i i think oregon's the right spot i think if he had one year where you're like hey i gotta get this right and i need to go play with somebody that believes in me and my skill set and it's going to put me in the best position to succeed. I don't think he could have picked a better place in Oregon State. I think he is kind of like one of the odds-on favorites for maybe comeback player of the year. Like, do they have that in college football? I, I was looking it up in terms of turning it around. And I did look it up, and guess who won it in, in 2022? Michael Penix Jr. At, there at Washington. I think Bo Nix probably was in the conversation as, uh, as well there. Now, I, I agree with you. Uh, what other quarterback do you want? Do you, are we going to hit on Haynes King? Cause he's also on the list. We can hit on him. I'll just say this and you can put it on Jimbo. You can put it on him. Every time I've watched Haynes King, I've come away unimpressed. I don't see it. I don't see, I don't see any of it. You see a little bit of the athlete and yeah, he can move and all this. I don't see, I, I've never seen it with this cat. It's never, I'm like, 
All right. It's just a guy that has a feel for the position. What What is it here? What are the redeeming qualities? And I keep hearing, oh, whoa, he, he, he ran a sub, you know, four six. It's like, well, it doesn't show up on tape. And you can put it on, you can put it on Jimbo, put it on whoever you want. I, you know, hopefully he goes to Georgia Tech and, you know, there with uh, Brent Key. And I don't know. I, I'm not expecting anything out of him. I don't, I, I haven't seen anybody that resembles. Hey, this this guy's gonna turn it around and then get drafted. Like you, I don't see that player. Do you, do you have like that Google feature where you uh, you know, you type something in the search bar and, and you type it in a name and it'll it'll show like results you've had. Uh, I I did that this morning with Haynes King, and somehow found this this Reddit post from from August thirty first, which was I think the day. Haynes King was announced as the starter coming into the season and, and basically was on some gambling site and someone's like, oh, t- hammer Haynes King plus <laughs> 10,000 to win the Heisman, right? Johnny, Johnny Manziel type profile with a chance to win and put up huge numbers. Get in while you can. First comment, this is why there are gold buildings in Vegas. And I just, <laughs> Reading that five months later, I, I could not stop laughing in, in regards to Haynes King. But look, Georgia Tech's got to figure it out under center. Jeff Sims, he, he's headed to Nebraska, so he's going to get an opportunity there in, in the ACC. Gabe Brooks put him down, and and listen, if anybody has exposure to Haynes King, it's it's Gabe Brooks, and he mentioned the injury history. He also mentioned the offensive system that he played in under Jimbo Fisher. All legitimate gripes. We'll see what happens with Haynes King. Poor Haynes King. Hopefully he's not listening to this podcast because he just got something coming towards him that he probably didn't deserve. So uh, another quarterback there. Um, True. I'm scrolling. I'm going through a couple other names I want to mention that like I think, you know, we're trying to write this article and a couple of these other names that are that came up, I think we feel a little bit better about because they've also shown something, right? Corey Foreman at USC, Julian Fleming, right? Ohio State seems a little bit more situational, but understand why he would be on that list. You know, you go down Amarius Mims, Spencer Rattler, like Rattler had a solid year, two top 10 wins, you know, this last season at South Carolina. But there's some guys on here that that feel like a little bit more of a reach, and it's a difficult article to write, right? I mean, a lot of these guys have have produced to some point, but any any of those names kind of stand out that we're like, hey, man, there's there's more juice there. I just want to I just want to see a little bit more. Well, if we go back to what we continue to say about USC, right? Uh, finish last season 106 nationally in total defense. On the flip side, there. Number three uh, in total offense. That's where they finished the year under under Lincoln Riley. Like I think, for me, like you think the Trojans have to get the most out of out of Corey Foreman, and he has shown it uh, in in flashes. But if you believe in the PFF numbers, which I think sometimes could be subjective, he's kind of had a a below average pass rushing grade, and to me, that's surprising. Having seen him. Um, heading into his senior season. He was out there at the opening. I mean, he is a big functional athlete. You think they would be able to get some more juice for him. And I think if you're a USC fan, like you got your fingers crossed, like that's the guy you need to produce. So that's one. I I think Amarius Mims is kind of like a, like a layup. I mean, he started in the college football playoff against Ohio state 
graded out extremely well, according to PFF, had like the best pass blocking grade, best run blocking grade. Amarius Mims, though, like, gosh, remember his secondary recruitment in the transfer portal? It was like, it was like LeBron's decision. You know, he was like visiting FSU, like FSU media was standing outside the hotel. I've never seen anything like that. I'm like, what are we doing? <laughs> dude ends up going back to Georgia. Like, what the hell? Everybody just wasted their time following this dude. You know, he was like, hey, look at him. He's in Tallahassee. And he greeted back. Like, dude, this dude just went on a visit, probably got a raise, right? And just went back to Georgia and won a national championship. Good for that, dude. We haven't seen that that playbook rolled out since then. But hey, why not? You can get a free visit, you know. Mm. Maybe that maybe that happens in in May after when, when the window opens back up, guys. After spring practice, you kind of know where you are <laughs> on the two deep. Just go take some free agent visits, and then just end up, you know, staying put. <laughs> yeah, college football, man. It's gotten it's gotten uh, a little crazy. Right. Could anyone else off outside the that wasn't listed that when you when you kind of dug back in that stood out to you? I got a few names. No, not really. And you know, I went back and I'm like, hold on, I think this guy is like produced. I mean, the guy that I I kind of got circled that doesn't fit into this category, but I think maybe at first glance you're kind of like, all right, what's happening with him? And then you. You go back and you're like, oh, he started all 13 games at right tackle for Alabama last year. J.C. Latham, you yeah. know, just as toolsy as they come coming out of IMG. And he, he know, might I think fall more into the category of like not a national household name yet. Yeah. But will be right. Will be. Will be for sure. I think probably, you know, got a little bit overshadowed there between Tyler Steen coming over from Bandy. I mean, he's not going to get overshadowed by Emil Echior, but. I mean, Latham is, is definitely a guy that you should have on your radar. Yeah, I, I got two running backs, two former five-star running backs from the Sunshine State that haven't have had minimal success, but I think could have big years or or seasons. And, and the first one's Demarcus Bowman. Um, this guy was ranked four spots behind Bajan Robinson coming out ahead of Zach Evans and Jameer Gibbs, who are both going to be selected here uh, in a few months. Um, he's now at UCF and, and UCF ninth best rushing offense in, in 2022. You know, they, they ran the ball almost 44 times a game uh, for over 225 yards per game. They lose their leading rusher, Isaiah Bowser. Do have some other guys coming back, but I think Demarcus Bowman could get into the mix. He's got some years of eligibility left. We know Gus, the Gus bus wants to run it. Um, and, and DeMarcus Bowman going from Clemson to, to Florida, like there's still talent there. I always go back to the Florida 7A title game, Lakeland versus St. Thomas Aquinas. It was a star-studded game. Uh, he ran for 211 yards and a touchdown on, on 22 carries, 80-yard scamper in that. So he's one to maybe stash. Maybe it's not 2023, but 2024. Uh, maybe he comes back into the national spotlight. And then the other one, which I, I said to you in pre-production, and you kind of did a double take, Lorenzo Lingard, former Miami running back, transfers to Florida, now at Akron. And I actually talked to someone at Akron recently. They said that Lingard was looking awesome. Joe Moorhead, who I know you're familiar with, loves to run the ball. So Lorenzo Lingard, if you're like in a college football fantasy league, you know, maybe that's a late-round flyer as a guy who's going to get a lot of touches. College football fantasy league. 
I don't know a lot of I don't, I don't know daily a lot of fantasy. I don't know a lot of people that do that. It's out there. More I people mean, are in like the dynasty, like NFL dynasty league. Gotcha. Lorenzo Lingard. Man, you pulled that out of nowhere. I didn't I got, expect that. I got two more names. Oh my gosh. Hurry up. Five star defensive linemen that are on the move. <laughs> Jordan Birch going from South Carolina to Oregon. Like that one. Dan Lanning, you know, I, I, I could see a little resurrection of the career there. And then Keyshawn Silver going from North Carolina to Kentucky. Didn't work out for Silver in Chapel Hill. Got to give a shout out to Rocky Mount, North Carolina, where he's from. Lived there for six months. It's a uh, interesting place, but Kentucky. I, I was I was in a in a wormhole this morning looking at their roster. I think there's some some pieces there. I think their win total, Josh Pate, six and a half. I, I haven't inspected the schedule, but Kentucky, Devin Leary's there. They got some talent, man. You got to give Mark Stoops a lot of credit, man. You got to give him a lot of credit with the job that he's done. I like. I'm, I'm glad you brought up Jordan Birch. I mean, I think that one makes a lot of sense. You kind of look at DJ Johnson was kind of a guy that at Oregon transferred from Miami, played in the Senior Bowl. We'll talk about that a little bit more in, in a second. Um, but I like that move for Jordan Birch, you know, and and I think those guys are going to be in a position when I when I say those guys prominent edge rushers, you, you're going to see a lot more of them and talk talk about them a lot more on the West Coast. Because there's not a lot of them, right? So we talked about Corey Foreman and how he might be able to kind of get back in the picture nationally. I think Jordan Birch, this makes a lot of sense. Going to work with a guy under a guy in Dan Lanning and Tosh Lupoy that know a thing or two about developing those type of edge rushers. So I like that fit for him. Keyshawn Silver, another one. He's um, North Carolina to where for him? Kentucky. 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 There you go. There you go. All right, Drew, we got a we got a big interview coming up today that will air tomorrow and that is with the senior director of the Senior Bowl. I think I got that title right. Senior Bowl executive director that is Jim Nagy will be joining us today. That interview will air tomorrow. I can't wait, man. I got a lot of questions. I know you and I do. I'm looking at our rundown uh, for our Q&A with Jim Nagy. There's no way in hell we're going to be able to get off all these. I, I mean, poor guy, man. It, it would be like two-hour interview if we ended up asking him all these questions. So going to be a lot of fun stuff there. Make sure you join. Also, make sure you subscribe to the show. I always got to tell you, leave a rating. Leave a five-star rating. If you think we're five stars, great. If you think we're a four-star, slap it on there. If you think we're a three-star, we got to improve. Great. Perfect. It's your chance to rate us. For the time being. So, guys, I appreciate it. As always, we will be back tomorrow with the Senior Bowl Executive Director, Jim Maggie. We're looking forward to it. And for the Director of Scouting here at 24-7 Sports, Andrew Ivins, the producer, Lance Green. We'll see you tomorrow. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. 
We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.